views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, I want to welcome you. Welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Uh, thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on on this auspicious day here today. Uh, many of you have been talking with us about some of the things you'd like to see us do next year, how we go about it. And uh, we have been working, I'd say, for about this past six or eight months uh, to to do many, if not all, of those things that you've requested. From our websites to the shows to how we go about it to TTR to adding a nighttime version of Transformation Talk Radio that specifically uh, would be available for international hosts and so forth. And uh, all of these things we're so thrilled to say are uh, coming uh, to fruition. So thank you all for all your feedback and information. And if you have any information, any suggestions, anything you'd like to see us do, what I would love for you to be able to do is just send us an email to info, I-N-F as in Frank O, at thedrpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R, patshow.com. And we will, as a team, look at your request. I also want to uh, acknowledge the, this team here because like, you hear me mention them a lot. Uh, we have some of the most incredible people that are passionate about what we've been doing, what we're doing now, and what we plan to do. And um, last month, uh, the team won a 2013 Stevie Award for Management Team of the Year, uh, competing with uh, thousands of international teams, people from all over the world. And uh, and I, I think it is so great that people outside of our field and outside of our venue which, of course, this was, uh, nominated the team for this and acknowledged their work in providing uh, positive, upbeat, solution-based talk radio. That's us. We're the new mainstream in talk radio, and you're going to see a lot more of that next year, including a new radio show that has to do with music. So we have a great show for you today, and the reason that I wanted to share all of that is because uh, of the first sentence in the uh, that I just read by my guest today. And for those of you, let me just tell you what today's show is about. You know, today's show is about a million steps with Kurt Kuntz. He's joining me here today. A million steps. But I was I, I was struck by a couple of different things, and I and and I I guess I'm one of these folks that. I'm absolutely drawn to questions, you know, the questions in the life uh, that we live, uh, the questions that somebody would ask in writing a book. And, you know, part of this 
is fascinating to me because I'm getting ready to go away and do some writing. And so one of the first questions in, in Kurt's book is, why did I decide to walk nearly 500 miles in a foreign country where I knew no one and could not speak the language? Now, I love this question because I can't tell you how many times the people around me <laughs> have looked at my life and have said, why? Why in a million years are you doing what you're doing for what you're doing it for uh, when, quote, you could have so much more? And I've gotten to think about that question over time. So why does a successful, well-paid corporate executive, we could be talking about either one of us here, with a comfortable lifestyle and practically everything, everything and anything he could wish for, give it up to walk almost 500 miles across the Spanish countryside? Well, that's the question. It's one of them in the book. Uh, a Million Steps. Kurt's joining me here today. We're going to explore this and many more. And the reason we're going to explore this is because, you know, this is going on in the hearts and the souls of so many people. And you notice I didn't say the minds because the minds, uh, that's going to be a whole other conversation during the show. After retiring early from his job as this phenomenal, everything you've ever wanted in a man to be, success, uh, Fortune 500 technology company, he began volunteering in his community and traveling. But what was it underneath that that moved him to that place? I mean, you know, what was it that his soul, something, something was pulling him towards? And the reason I say pulling him towards is because so many people, you know, talk with me about my journey as if I was running from something. Kurt, welcome to the show. It is really great to have you here. Oh, Dr. Pat, thank you so much for such a warm introduction, and it's an absolute honor and a pleasure to be on your program today. Well, I'm just shocked that that was the first question, because I don't know about you, but when my friends and family kind of looked at me during the period uh, there that I was going through, sounds like it could almost, it's pretty similar. They were thinking I should go on antidepressants or go get something <laughs> to get some help. Go to the shrink or, you know, do something. Go get exercise. Get an exorcism to get that crazy thought, you know, exorcism for successful executives. There we go. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. I, I I must say there were a lot of blank stares when I looked at my friends and family and said, I'm oh. flying across the Atlantic to walk 500 miles through Spain. <laughs> mm, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, I love that you started – the book it's not even in the it's in the forward that with that question why did you decide to do that because so often the word why becomes both a catalyst and a, and a restraining order in a lot of in a lot of cases um but my my interest is what was it about your soul that was no longer willing to have you go on the path that you were on well it's a great question I, I, one of the main reasons that I decided to walk the ancient pilgrimage, the Camino de Santiago mm -hmm. in Spain, was I think that so many people get stuck in routines of life. And I think that these routines end up kind of, I think they make you a little bit dull. And I think that you actually end up sleepwalking through life. And I'm not preaching about it, and I'm guilty of, I'm guilty of it. And I find for myself that when I step outside of my comfort zone, 
that that's the time when I grow as a person, and that's what I'm trying to do for the rest of my life. So looking at this trip over to Spain, I, I can't imagine for myself more things being outside of my comfort zone. I'm in a foreign country. I'm thousands of miles away from my home. I'm sleeping in bunk beds with strangers that snore. And when I normally travel, I, I stay in hotels. And at my home in Boise, I have a, a, a very nice mattress that I enjoy. So all of the accommodations are a little bit different. This may surprise you, but my sport of choice is bicycling. And hiking mm -hmm. is something I never do. And uh, so by putting myself in that kind of environment, I knew something incredible would happen. Anytime I, I get on the edge and lean over and look down, that's, that's when the good stuff happens. And uh, this trip here was uh, absolutely incredible. Now, I, got, I want to just tell everybody that's listening, um, you, you know, Kurt does a great job in both writing uh, the book about his journey and uh, and who wouldn't want to go on a sacred pilgrimage. But the other thing I want to say for those of you out there that haven't gotten the book yet, um, you know, he put some very, very cool pictures in the book as well. And that's, you know, one of the things, I'm a visual. I mean, certainly with what you've written, I, I can visual or picture it. But once you drop those pictures in here, including your first bunk bed, um, it really brought to light what you had said yes to and, you know, what this was that you were getting ready to in, embark upon. Um, you know, many people would ask you, why Spain, why this journey? What was it about, the, you know, this particular sacred land that, you know, called to you? Yeah, there, there's something magic about this particular path, and I was on a bicycle trip in the year 2008, and I met a man who was a volunteer on that trip who was the happiest person I'd ever met in my life. And one day I pulled him aside and I said, you just never stop smiling. I mean, I, I have to learn more about your story. He told me all he does in life is volunteers to help other people, and through being in service to other people, that's where he gets his joy. And I've heard about it, I've read about it, I've tried it, and the dots had not connected at that point in time. And uh -huh. I, was, I was quite in awe of this person. I asked him what he was doing after the, uh, after, the, after the bike ride, and he said, I'm going to Spain to walk the Camino de Santiago. I said, w what is it? He goes, it's a 500-mile walk through Spain. And my first reaction is, are you nuts? Why, why would you do that? And it, 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 it planted the seed, but I was, I was mystified by it. In 2010, I saw the popular movie The Way, uh, an Emilio Estevez and Martin Sheen film. And sitting in the theater, I, I knew I was going to walk this someday. In August of 2012, the seas kind of parted ways, and I was at a point in time in my life where I had the time to do it. Everything was kind mm -hmm. of lined up, and I felt almost as if I was called to go there. So I bought a plane ticket, and three weeks later, I found myself in St. John, which is the beginning of the trail. And when I bought the plane ticket, I didn't have boots, I didn't have a backpack, I didn't have anything. And I, I scrambled over the next three weeks to get it all together and hopped on an airplane. And the most important thing I did, I left 100% of my expectations behind. I knew I was wow. going on a cool trip, and I, I just said, let's see what happens. Well, and, you know, this is really something that's kind of interesting because, you know, for many people, that right there, that, that conversation, that metaphor for people that are listening about leaving all your expectations behind, I think is the key to exploring what's possible. 
uh, and and I want to talk with you about that. Um, here you are, this uh, this high tech, you know, executive, cool guy, got everything. Um, and you lived in the world of expectations. You know what I'm trying to say. I mean, I don't know how you can be like a senior executive or a top executive in, in any company and not have expectations. What was the bridge to get you from there to no expectations? Well, actually, Dr. Pat, I, 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 I retired quite a few years ago. I'm, I'm right now 49 mm-hmm. years old, and I actually mm-hmm. I stopped working at 36. And, mm-hmm. and trust me, I, I did, I'm not an Internet gazillionaire. I don't sleep on stacks of gold at all. I, I had an ex, I had a great career with a local semiconductor company, and I love the company. It's Micron Technology, it's a it's a wonderful place to be. And I finally woke up one day and I started thinking, what's more important in my life, time or money? And mm. I decided to go for the time. And again, the amount of I mean, I have some investment income that provides a lifestyle. I'm telling you, it's very modest, and most people would be surprised at, at how 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 low that number is and what you really need to, to live on. In making that jump of deciding that I'm going to pursue other avenues of life, it was just the greatest break I ever had. It allowed me the time to explore, you know, the meaning of life. It allowed me to volunteer. Mm-hmm. It allowed me to take a number of these journeys. This is not my first rodeo as far as a, a large journey. Right. And as I look back at my life, the most important portions of my life are these type of journeys. My career, I loved it. It was wonderful. It allowed me a lot of freedom, but the root of my life are these journeys. Well, and you know, you said something very interesting, which we're going to talk about. It relates directly to a million steps. And that is, you know, what you discovered about life, you know, what the things are that are really important to you that uh, money can't necessarily buy. I mean, I, I think it's, it's interesting. Uh, I've heard this story more times than not. And, and most of the folks that are like you and I, are not, we're not sitting on a, grill, a, a gazillion gold chips stashed in the floor of our homes. Uh, it, you know, that's not what we chose to do. But I think what you're talking about is a discovery you've made about life, which many people, many people don't make in the entirety of their time in the earth's skin. I, 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 that's very accurate. <clears throat> On the money side of it, I think it's interesting. There are a million miles between me and a person who slept under a bridge last night. And anybody yeah. who's looking for basic food and shelter, I don't understand that life, and I have empathy that goes from here yep. to eternity. Yep. As far as taking somebody who has uh, has food, has shelter, has maybe an ability to take their family on a week-long vacation in a year, I think the difference between that person and Donald Trump is mere inches. And I think everyone thinks that money is going to solve a lot of problems. I think right. at some point in time it creates more problems than it solves. And uh, it, it puts you in kind of a la-la land where you, you don't know what's real and what's not. A walk like this... I, it's very hard to explain, and we'll try to get through it in the interview here. Oh, yeah, there's we will. Something, there's something magic about slowing down, taking a step at a time, facing adversity on a daily basis, getting over things, and then watching everything just kind of gel. And it really provides some clarity on where you've been and where you're going. 
I love it. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what that clarity is like. But what was this journey like? You know, what was, you know, the first step, the second step? How different? How different were those first two steps from the last two steps? Love this conversation with my very special guest joining me here today, the author of A Million Steps. Uh, For those of you out there, I know that you've got one leg up ready to take those steps. Hopefully by the end of the show today, you will be almost halfway there. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with Kurt and the Dr. Pat Show. want to know something groovy yeah just what's that dr pat has been on the radio for 10 years 10 years are you kidding me that's awesome i'll tell you what's awesome she's bringing back the pay it forward campaign and holistic makeover to celebrate if you want to know more or get involved go to the drpatshow.com or like us on facebook at facebook.com slash the dr pat show to get updates about everything we're doing Insider knowledge about everything that is going on at Transformation Talk Radio. Go to TransformationTalkRadio.com and enter your email to receive our newsletter. Stay updated on new hosts, inspiring guests, and good news articles from around the world. We look forward to having you join our community. There is not just one kind of radio show. Some radio shows are all about busting through and getting unstuck from the crust in your life. But the Dr. Pat Show, well, she does it all. She's been helping people in all aspects of their life now for 10 years. Her interview style, her unique personality, the amazing guests she has on her show are all factors of what makes an amazing radio show. Please join Dr. Pat in celebrating 10 extraordinary years of talk radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat. Thank you for supporting us for the past 10 years. We are promising each and every one of you that this coming year, our 10th year anniversary, will be the best yet. We will be paying forward so many ideas, so many tools, so many gifts to all of you because you have inspired us to be better and better and better each year. For more information, please make sure you stay tuned to TransformationTalkRadio.com or TheDrPatShow.com. And remember, join me. Let's live life full out together. Transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio, that's my line. Non-stop shows, 24 hours, 7 days. Positive Talk Radio is the new craze. Learn to live your life the best you can. All hosts of TTR will lend a hand. Transform, inspire, educate, create. Tune in now, our shows are actually really great. Tell your friends, your brothers, dad, and mom to tune in at TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, do you like free stuff? The Dr. Pat Show has an amazing giveaway program doing weekly giveaways on Facebook and Twitter. Go to Facebook.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and click the like button. Then go to Twitter.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and click the follow button. Then you can play along and enter to win some amazing prizes. Again, that's Facebook.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and Twitter.com slash The Dr. Pat Show. Hey. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I always want to make sure that uh, all of you can have a sneak preview of Kurt and what he's up to and uh, just kind of go ahead and meet him up close and personal. You can certainly do this by going to his website, and I'll make sure you get that. That's Kurt, K-U-R-T-K-O-O-N-T, as in Tom Z, as in Zebra, KurtKuntz.com. Uh, when you get there, you're going to see some information about speaking, about the book, about his blog, about his life, um, and about how he inspires others to step into the true nature of who we really are. You know, is it that giant paycheck you think is going to get you to the gateway of heaven on earth? No, I don't think so. Uh, but what is it? I mean, how do we demystify this? I mean, maybe a couple, one or two of those big fat paychecks, maybe they give you the uh, sense of euphoria and the false sense of abundance that, you know, many of us have, have thought. But what is it about a million steps about Kurt and his life? Um, Kurt, thank you for joining me. Before the break, I was talking about, you know, what about those first two steps? What was that like? And, and what was, how did that compare to the last two steps? And I think it would be really important. Um, you know, to, to give people a sense of what you looked like, how you stepped out, what you brought with you on this journey. Because when many people even talk about hiking on a journey like this, I mean, they got an entourage, they got their cars, they got this. <laughs> what was that What was that first two steps like for you? You know, what? I see those sneakers you're wearing in that uh, shot right there. <laughs> You know, Pat, it, it was magic. First off, a little about me. I'm six foot five, and I weigh about 215 pounds, and I am cue ball bald. And I arrived in St. John, France, which is the beginning of the trail, and it took me 30 hours to get there. And I had three, I had three airplanes, I had three subway rides, a high-speed train, a bus, and a taxi. And I slept like a baby when I finally got there. I woke up the very first morning completely energized. And uh, that's with a lot of travel and very little sleep behind me. And after all the planning and thinking and fantasizing about this trip, I, I was there. It was, it was time to begin. And I remember the breakfast that morning. It was a quiet room, and all these pilgrims are getting ready to start this same journey. And we're eating toast, which is a normal breakfast over there, and we're sipping coffee. And just the buzz of the conversation in the room, it was uh, all these foreign languages mixed together in this soup of conversation, if you will. And we walked out the front door, and it was time for the first steps. And this first day of walking, it was just one of the most magic of all times. The very first day is the most difficult. There's 5,000 feet of elevation. And when I say the most difficult, head and shoulders above, more difficult than any other day on the trip. A lot of people wow. choose to start on day two to avoid that. You walk across the French Pyrenees. So I'm walking up this hill, and, and as I'm able to look back into the city I've left, I realize that there's a sea of clouds, and sticking out of these clouds are mountaintops. And I just kind of pinched myself. It looked like islands floating in, a, in, in, in cotton balls, if you will. I wow. then look forward to where, I'm, to where I'm walking, and I see rolling clouds rolling above the mountains in front of me. You're in the Basque country, which means there's lots of sheep. And when I say lots of sheep, I mean thousands of them, and they all have bells. And I hear the clanking of these bells. 
there's some birds that are specific to that area, and it's called a griffin griffin vulture. These birds have an eight-foot wingspan, and they start flying above you in pairs of three and four, and they look like pterodactyls. And mm-hmm. I'm just scratching my head with this big smile on my face, walking with strangers from out the world going, am I really here? Is this is this even happening to me? And it was just an incredible day. So that was the first two steps. How does mm. that sound? Let me tell you about that. That's fascinating to me. Um, the first two steps. For those of you, do you, do you understand what the turkey vulture uh, totem is all about? Do I do you? not. Okay, let me take – all right, here. This is good. You and I can talk later after the show, by the way. Um, I, my first vision quest, uh, the turkey vulture became my uh, – out in the high desert of California – became my totem because it saved my life. And it's fascinating how this showed up for you and you noticed it. Now, half the time, we have things flying around us, <laughs> crawling around us, and, and honestly, some people wouldn't even be able to see an eight-foot totem. Um, and so, or an eight-foot anything, eight-foot wingspan of anything. What did you make of that when you saw that, when you saw that? And they are majestic birds, by the way. What, what did you make of that? What did you say to yourself? Like, okay, am I ready or what? <laughs> you know, Dr. Penn, it's another great question, and it really, it was just, uh, it was like I, I had taken the tea at the beginning of the walk, and it was on Halcyon or something. It was just a magic moment in my life. It was realizing mm-hmm. I was there, walking across the French Pyrenees Mountains, standing in nature, and when I finally got to the top of the hill, you just have this panoramic view of the world. And with these birds and with the wind currents and with the with the noises of the sheep bells and the, the baaing and all that, it, it was just – it just kind of puts in perspective of, of, of how small we are in the universe. And uh, it was really a, a, an interesting interesting moment in time. I was reading um, one of the chapters of the book, and I think it's singing. I hope we could talk about this for a minute. Um, I was reading it, and uh, I, I, first of all, I love the way you write. I mean, <laughs> it is really clear to me when you're writing and describing. And and I know for myself, when I was out in the desert, I wrote and journaled about what I was experiencing. I have never, Kurt, I have never written like that since, ever. And, um, I know, I mean, and what you've written here is just amazing. Um, I especially love this idea of expectations and what you wrote here. You know, one of the things you talk about is your encounters with people. And I want to take a moment and stop and ask you about that. Here you are showing up, you know, you had a long day out there. Right, you, you, you're walking in. You, 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 stranger comes in, sits in a chair by you. You thought she was another pilgrim. Turns out she wasn't. And then you ask, you know, how do you pay for this? What's the cost? Share a little bit about what that one or two of those interactions was like. And I think the woman, you know, let's not. I don't want to give the punchline. She pointed to something, and off you went. But that encounter was so vividly amazing to me. Can you talk to that and also what some of the other encounters with people were? Because you didn't just walk, you met people. 
I met people from every corner of the world. And in the back of my journal, I I would write down the name of the country of somebody after I had spent quality time with them. So it wasn't like somebody would point and say, you know, that person is from Brazil, check off Brazil. I had for them to make the to, for them to make my journal, I had to have walked with them, to have had a meal with them or or spent some good quality time. I believe there's uh, roughly 197 countries in the world, and I met people on this trail from 35 different countries. The nice lesson I learned out of all that is we are so much more similar than I ever thought. I think that we all face the same issues with aging, with finance, with health, with relationships. And I think our triggers for joy and happiness are all very similar also. So it was very nice to come home with a feeling of uh, that it's not really a world of us and them. It's, it's a world of us. And that was very, very refreshing. On your earlier question, you stay on this trip in hostels, and you have to be on the walk in order to stay in the hostel. And the way they allow you to go in, you get a little passport at the beginning of the trail, and it's free and it has no international significance. But when you go to the hostel, they ask for it and they put a stamp on it. And at the end of the road, you display that at the pilgrim office and they give you a certificate or compostela that says that you are one of the two million people that, that have walked the Camino. Anyway, I never knew exactly where I was going to end up on a particular day. I walked until I was tired, and I, I didn't make any plans. It was just the best way to go. I found myself in a community where I, I found the albergue, which, again, is the, is the hostel for walkers. And there was something magic about this one. They were all great, but this one had a, a really nice feel. I walked up these stairs, and I sat down, and I was tired. And I wasn't sure what the procedure was to check in. And the woman who was sitting next to me, again, like you said, I thought she was a pilgrim. And I didn't really, I, I didn't get the, the gist of it. And I, I, I was tiredness and that. So I took my shoe off and I started to rub my foot, which is a common thing you do over there. And she finally was able to ask me, you know, where I started from, was I going to stay there, and, and I was trying to figure out how to pay, and she pointed towards a box, and it turned out that it was a donation facility. So wow. there wasn't any toll expected, and of course I paid more than, than I normally would have paid along along the route. Anyway, a, a man came by and looked down at me and said, you don't get any of this, do you? And I said, no, I, I don't understand anything at all. He said, it's very simple, in this place here, you you pay what you can to stay. We never turn a single person away, so it's likely you'll be sleeping on a mat on the floor downstairs. We provide dinner for free, which ne that never happened. I, I never had a, a free meal there. But he said wow. we have dinner for free at 6 o'clock, we have mass at 7 o'clock, and then we have a group meal at 8 o'clock. I showed up at 6 to help prepare the food. There were too many people. I personally don't do math, so I didn't go to that. And I showed up at 8 o'clock for the meal, and it was just an, it was an incredible experience. There were, I think, 60 people sitting in tables elbow to elbow, el elbow to elbow, just complete joy and, and fun. It was really, really quite a night. Wow. I mean, this is what, for those of you out there, uh, you know, when you get your copy of, of the book, A Million Steps, what you're going to find is you're going to find this is more than simply a book. You know, whenever somebody shares their soul, what their journey was like, the decisions they've made, you know, how th this was a, a epic yes for Kurt, 
there is a message in here because there are no mistakes. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what that was like, you know, this journey, and, and what did he discover in gratitude. Uh, also, for those of you that have questions, um, I know we've got uh, Amy, you're holding on from uh, Pennsylvania. And when we come back, I will bring you on. We will definitely bring you on and uh, bring you on the show. For those of you out there that would also like call in, 760-695-5629. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with Dr. Pacho and my very special guest, Kurt Coates. We'll be right back. There is not just one kind of radio show. Some radio shows are all about busting through and getting unstuck from the crust in your life. But the Dr. Pat Show, well, she does it all. She's been helping people in all aspects of their life now for 10 years. Her interview style, her unique personality, the amazing guests she has on her show are all factors of what makes an amazing radio show. Please join Dr. Pat in celebrating 10 extraordinary years of talk radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat. Thank you for supporting us for the past 10 years. We are promising each and every one of you that this coming year, our 10th year anniversary, will be the best yet. We will be paying forward so many ideas, so many tools, so many gifts to all of you because you have inspired us to be better and better and better each year. For more information, please make sure you stay tuned to TransformationTalkRadio.com or TheDrPatShow.com. And remember, join me. Let's live life full out together. Are you ready to give your home a fresh look but don't want to do the work? Help is a phone call away. Kathy's Handy is a full-service general contracting company specializing in home improvement, remodeling, and repairs. Kathy's Handy are specialists in kitchens, baths, fireplace makeovers, and finished carpentry, and they partner with other amazing specialty subcontractors needed to complete any job. Friendly, energetic, and dependable with an impeccable reputation to get the job done while keeping you as comfortable as possible during the transformation of your home is the hallmark of Kathy's Handy. Call Kathy now for a free estimate. 206-715-8126. That's 206-715-8126. And visit kathyshandy.com for a complete view of possibilities for your home. Having trouble keeping up with the accelerated, life-altering changes occurring on the planet? The Quantum Vortex is the brainchild of Meg Benedicte, a pioneer in quantum healing and energetic activations, weaving together ancient spiritual knowledge, quantum physics, and vibrational healing. Meg Benedicte is accelerating change at the cellular level. For more details on private sessions, meditation CDs, downloads, and teleseminars, visit NewEarthCentral.com. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. 
Called the Oprah of Radio by her listeners, award-winning host Dr. Pat Basile is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit the drpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Amy, if you're out there, give us a shot back. We'll bring it right on. Uh, we apologize for the delay. Kurt Koontz joining me here today. Um, a Million Steps is the book. And for any of you, and boy, I have to tell you, the timeliness of this book is like crazy good. Why? Well, get Meg Benedicte's website when she talks about the vortex and what's happening on the 12th and the 21st or the Eisen Comet. Or look at your own life and ask yourself, why is it every day I'm asking for more, not more things, but you know, that old, uh, gosh, who was that? Is this all there is song? Uh, whatever it is, the song that's playing in your head that says you're not at the right place, that's an invitation for you to explore what's possible, as Kurt did. Um, Kurt, tell us a little bit about your website and what will people find there? You know, it's a fun website. Uh, First off, I have a blog on there, and I blog the entire trip. And then when I came home, I I continued to let people know what it was like to kind of go through the reentry process. And since then, every Tuesday, I put out a blog post with something that happened to me in in my life for the previous week or a reflection from the Camino and a story about how the Camino still, a year after returning, has has really changed and and formed my life here. Uh, There's photographs. uh, There's information. I do a lot of public speaking and really enjoy doing that. So there's information on how to contact me for that. And uh, there's a couple chapters on the book, and there's obviously a link to Amazon where you can uh, buy the book also awesome uh go to the website kurtkunst.com check it out very very cool but get a copy of the book um there are a couple things that i that i know that are really important to talk about um before we talk about re-entry and maybe some of those other things i want to talk about um day 14 Mm -hmm. if i could I believe me i know them by days i know what day 14 (laughs) is like for me uh day 14 gratitude there's something about getting at that 14, 15 mark, you know, whether it's the middle or not. There's just something about that day where stuff happens. Tell us a little about uh, a strange but comfortable thought you woke up with that day. And, and it's gratitude is the chapter. Uh, a strange but what, Pat? Yeah, you said, I, uh, this is from Kurt. I woke up with a strange but comfortable thought. I had been in Spain for just little more than two weeks but it felt like I had never lived in another place. Bam. No, you don't say bam. I say bam. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it really was incredible. When On day one, when you're looking at a 500-mile walk, it, it appears to be eternity, and it almost feels impossible, and it's so far away. And I think the Camino really is a metaphor for life. Mm-hmm. Halfway through... I really, I, I, I couldn't believe how fast time was disintegrating. And I was sitting there and just realizing what was important in life are not these big events. They're the small things. 
they're a sunrise. They're meeting a stranger from France and learning about his or her life. They're a cup of coffee. They're somebody coming along to help you with a blister or an ailment. They're, it's, it's somebody crossing your path to, to share their gift with you. And all of these small things, they, they, they just kind of became the norm in my life. And I realized at that point, wow, it, 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 was, it was like I had stepped into another world and it was my life. And it was so amazing to, to realize that two weeks before that, I was getting in my car every day. I had my cell phone. I had the Internet, you know, plugged into my body. And it was, it was just so nice to step out of that and realize, wow, in two weeks I've come this far. And that journey's not ended. I'm, I'm still on it right now. You know, one of the things that I think also that is, is kind of important to, to talk about um, are the aha moments you had along the way. Uh, and I know certainly that, you know, we could go through the chapters, but within each chapter, I, I've picked out a couple of aha moments. I think each of us go through aha moments. I certainly am writing about my aha moments from 1997, 98, you know, that it's hard to write about. <clears throat> because you're in the middle of them and one minute you're scared to death and the next minute you're talking to a rattlesnake and telling it to get off your rock. <laughs> um, and I know we've had them. What, what is right now today? Cause they change today. What do you think were some of the tipping, tipping point uh, times on this trip? You know, tipping point, that thing where you're never going to be able to go back. And I'm sure there were like 500 of them, but right. Oh, they're, they're, every day this this trail teaches you something. And uh, to, to throw out a few, number one, yeah. the concept of living in the now. I've uh, I've endeavored for so long to understand what it is because it seems to me the happiest people on the planet are those that are in the now, and it's it's something you have to work towards. It's not something that really comes naturally. The Camino is like a vacuum that sucks you into the now, and the way that works. Every day is unscripted, and you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how far you're going to walk. You don't know if your body will hold up. You don't know what the weather's going to be like. You really don't know what the train's going to be like, and you don't know what you're going to eat or who you're going to walk with. In that environment where you're challenged, you don't have much time to think about yesterday or tomorrow. That's what being in the now is. When you then spend a month or a month and a half, which is the typical time it takes to walk this trail, in that arena, you understand what it is. So when I come home and I find myself wandering into my past, instead of going back and attaching myself to a, a bad moment, maybe the death of my father or a failed relationship with my girlfriend or whatever it may be, instead of going back and hanging on to it and having it kind of pull me underwater, when I'm in my past, I say, what am I doing here? And am I learning? And if I'm not learning, I'm getting the hell out. The same with the future. Everyone needs practical, you know, you have to have the rent money. You have to have groceries in the, in the kitchen and, right. and those type of things. But the big plan of five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road, it, it seems to be a rolling plan. And I challenge you and your audience to this. Who in five years is not going to be healthier, happier, skinnier, and, and whatever? And the answer is everybody's going to be. The trouble is it's a rolling five-year window. And you have mm -hmm. to realize the only time you can be happy is right now. 
So what the Camino taught me is that the past and the future only exist in your mind. And when you're there, realize you're there and try to come back to right now. Mm. You know, I, I have to tell you about this because many people um, are, are really in that place when we think about the current moment. It's been a conundrum for them. Um and for a really long time, I, I I do some classes, and certainly I'm getting ready to launch something here this year, January. Um, and this is the area that I focus on throughout everything I do, because as with you and and me, it, it's been those moments of silent abundance. I call it. It's a, it's called for me. It's silent abundance, where the universe. And all of its magnificence is trying to get uh, to us, each and every one of us. Not just you because you wrote a book or me because I do the show. Everybody. You know, I was homeless at 17, Kurt. I still had the universe talking to me. Um, Yeah. And so, yeah. So this is really what you're talking about is so significant. Are you able now? You're back. How have you carried forth? We'll talk about this when we come back. How have you carried forth? You know, the beauty of the teachings that you've gotten on this trip, how do you now carry them forth into every day of your life and help other people? Kurt Kuntz joining me here today. For those of you out there, we're going to take a short break. Um, And when we come back, we'll talk about bringing present moment of every breath we take. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. Where do you desire to go in your life? Are you only looking outside yourself for the answers? What if you use your soul's wisdom to lead the way? So what is the soul and how do you access its wisdom? Soul Suitcase with Victoria Cohen will unpack these questions and help you tap into and trust your own inner voice to solve everyday problems. Our Soul Suitcase is a treasure chest of wisdom inside us waiting to be discovered. Listen to Soul Suitcase while Victoria Cohen takes everyday situations like job loss, relationship struggles, parenting challenges, work stress, and health concerns and shows you how awakening to your inner voice helps you make more conscious choices where your life flows more smoothly with greater clarity purpose, grace, and ease. As a psychotherapist and soul coach, Victoria has inspired thousands of clients over the past 31 years to listen to their inner wisdom and let it guide them on their true path. You can learn this too on Soul Suitcase with Victoria Cohen. Your soul suitcase is packed. Are you ready to start your journey? Hey Moon, you want to know something groovy? Yeah, Jess. What's that? Dr. Pat has been on the radio for 10 years. 10 years? Are you kidding me? That's awesome! I'll tell you what's awesome. She's bringing back the Pay It Forward campaign and Holistic Makeover to celebrate. If you want to know more or get involved, go to thedrpatshow.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thedrpatshow to get updates about everything we're doing. Hey, do you like free stuff? The Dr. Pat Show has an amazing giveaway program doing weekly giveaways on Facebook and Twitter. Go to Facebook.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and click the like button. Then go to Twitter.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and click the follow button. Then you can play along and enter to win some amazing prizes. 
Again, that's Facebook.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and Twitter.com slash The Dr. Pat Show. Having trouble keeping up with the accelerated, life-altering changes occurring on the planet? The Quantum Vortex is the brainchild of Meg Benedicte, a pioneer in quantum healing and energetic activations, weaving together ancient spiritual knowledge, quantum physics, and vibrational healing. Meg Benedicte is accelerating change at the cellular level. For more details on private sessions, meditation CDs, downloads, and teleseminars, visit NewEarthCentral.com. Hey, everybody. Wow. Kurt and I were just talking during the break. We need to be able to capture those break moments, Moon, so that, you know, (laughs) those outtake moments during the break, they're just like crazy good. But for those of you out there, what I want to say to you is that you can go to Kurt Kuntz, go to the website, lots of information. Kurt, I know this time is just like zipping by, but I did want to get back to that question of, you know, what now? It's kind of like I've been on this journey. I've written about it. Congratulations on an amazing book. Uh, You're speaking. You're blogging. But how do you bring the teachings, as I like to call them? I don't like the word lessons, but how do you bring the teachings from this experience uh, forefront so you can implement them every day of your life? You have to live it every day of your life. And, And, Pat, that's exactly what I'm doing. In August of 2012, I flew to Spain again without any expectations to go on a walk. Halfway through the trip, I was sitting on top of a a big mountain just loving life and watching a sunrise, and I was with a a young man from Alaska and his mother from Pennsylvania. And he asked me, he goes, we're all going through this transformation. How do you go home and explain it to your friends and family? And right there, I had the moment, and I said, I'm not quite sure, but I'm going to go home and I'm going to write a book which I've never done before. Mm. And Mm. I said, I'm going to try to write the book in a manner that the reader can feel as if they're in my shoes, my head, and my heart for the entire trip. And that was my moment to do that. I came home. Well, first off, when you arrive in Santiago at the end of the the walk, it's a Forrest Gump moment. When you get to the cathedral, you just stop walking. And it's all you've done for the previous 30 or 40 days or whatever it may be. And a lot of people may think that's an ending. I believe that your Camino really begins at the end, and and all of your journeys at an ending open up a new door for a new realm. So I came home to my home in Boise, and I began to write this book, and it literally poured out of me. I had 2,295 photographs, and that's what told the story. I had a little journal, but the, the, the pictures allowed me to write the book. And... I spent seven or eight months, seven hours a day, seven days a week typing. That's all I thought about was the trip and the book and this and that. Well, when I when I birthed the book, I finally understand what postpartum is. It was like, wow, this is another yes. ending. And then it came out, it, it's not another ending at all, because now I'm going to have to figure out how to market this book and how to get out and speak. So another door opened into that realm. I have really put myself out there. I do a lot of radio, a lot of print, a lot of public speaking, a lot of people reading the book. I'm getting good reviews and and all these things. And I feel like there's an airplane that's flying across the sky and people are just paratrooping into my life. 
And mm-hmm. I love it. And each one of those people has some kind of a gift to give me. And hopefully I have a gift to give them. And and we're intersecting and we're sharing just like I intersected with people on the trail from throughout the world. And so how does it continue for me? I'm on a never-ending journey. And where this goes, I don't know. I, I, I learned on this trail to let go of things. And I realize here, I don't know where the book goes. If it's meant mm-hmm. to be well-read, it will be well-read. If I'm meant to speak in front of large audiences, I will speak in front of large audiences. If, if not, it won't happen. And I get up every day and try to do whatever I can to push the ball uphill or, or, or maybe encourage someone to read it or, or whatever. And it's a good message. It's, it's, a, it's an authentic message. And um, it's just been a, it's been a joy. It, the, the journey continues. People often ask me, they go, okay, well, where's your next trip? I go, I'm on it. I'm doing it yeah. right now. And yeah. that's the beauty of it. I want to ask you. I, I I want to ask you this question because I I had memories for myself, uh, and yes, that always where you're going to go next question. Uh, yeah. Boy, how was that well received? You're on it. How, how did folks? You know, Kurt, right? How was that well received from people? About where I'm going to go? Oh, people, they think I'm nuts. Say you're going to do what? Yeah, right. And right. you know you're gonna yeah. you know you're gonna you know you've never done a yeah. book how could you do that and uh, I'm telling you put yourself out there and you put hard work behind it and and the doors open yeah. up and um, now you I, know I, oh go ahead I'm sorry I want I I want I want to talk about the the it towards the end of the book I'm not going to give away everything but I was really struck by this because as I read this what it was like on that last visit right you know the um, the cathedral and your response to that. I I know what it's like because I've been there, but I but I do want you to share that from what I read the the most emotional moment of the entire trip, and I wish you would share oh, a little it, bit what it, happened. Yeah, you know, it was it was again just an incredible experience. I mean, every day every day was wonderful, and I think that when your your head is cleared out and and things mm-hmm. are more in perspective, and you've been in the now for a long time, I think it's kind of like exfoliating. To a point yes. of your your emotional receptors are are closer to the surface. So on the last day walking into Santiago, first off, it's pouring rain, and I had a very inexpensive poncho that uh, uh, had a gigantic gash in the back of it, and it didn't matter. I, I could have, I think I've said in the book, I could have walked through a hurricane. Um, it just, it, it just, nothing mattered. The rain was a compliment to it. You arrive in Santiago and you get to the base of this gigantic cathedral and two million people preceded me and I'd followed their footprints all along the way and left my footprints for the strangers that will follow me. You stand at the base of this church and it's the it's the end. You go in, there's almost 2,000 people inside the church. And every day at 12 o'clock high noon, they have a pilgrim mass to welcome the pilgrims to Santiago. And, mm-hmm. I, again, I, I don't really do the mass, but, my gosh, it's it was all done in Spanish. I couldn't understand anything, but I felt it in my heart and soul. And then they swing this giant, it's called a butifamario, and it's the large incense burner. This thing is five feet tall, hangs from a rope 200 feet up into the ceiling of the cathedral, 
The other end of the rope goes down to eight men who in unison pull the rope to start this thing swinging back and forth. At its top speed, it sails across the cathedral at 40 miles per hour. It stops right at the top of its arc, and it just lets out this huge puff of smoke before it returns to the other side of the church. And it just, I mean, tears streamed down my eyes um, uh, uncontrollably. Uh, and then you'd see somebody you walk with and you'd get a big smile. And it was just uh, just one of the most emotional days I've ever had in my life. It was wonderful. Yeah, I love it. I mean, honestly, it is it is that a moment where your heart is so open. You know, there's there's absolutely epic strength in that strength that comes forth in that level of vulnerability. Um, and I want to thank you for your journey. I want to thank you for writing the book and also for being a guest here with me today, a very special guest. I want to ask you just one last question. What's your personal message, Kurt? What would you like to leave us with today? And, again, thank you for all that you do. There's a bunch. I think that the, the biggest message is, is stop doing exactly what you did yesterday. Step outside of your comfort zone, and you'll find that, that that's where life really happens. And a lot of people ask me, they say, I don't have the time or the money to fly to Spain to take a 30-day trip to walk across you know, the, the countryside. I say, that's fine. You can take a Camino in a number of different ways. You can drive yeah. home from work in a different route. You can go to a bookstore and buy a cookbook, make what's on page 36. Uh, just do something you didn't do yesterday, and you'll find it opens up your life like a flower. I want to just say this last thing. A, a number of years back, I don't even know when. I have to check with Linda. I had the honor of sitting across the table with a woman by the name of Gloria Steinem. Now, many people don't know who Gloria Steinem is. Um, this generation has no idea what she did for women's rights. But I sat across the table from her, and she said something to me that I had ne- I, I never forgot. And hence, it led me to, to one of the things led me to leave this corporate job. She said, if you do nothing else in your life, do something outrageous every day. And you just validated that. Fast forward <laughs> 40 years, and here we are, a message of empowerment. Thank you so much, Kurt, for joining me. It is an honor to meet you. It's been a pleasure to be here, and I appreciate your time, and uh, I love it. Thank you. All right, everybody, go to KurtKoontz.com. Thanks for tuning us in, turning us on. You can go to the com and TransformationTalkRadio.com. Got some really cool stuff coming up to get you guys more involved in changing the world. We'll see you next time on the show. What if the world doesn't function the way we've been told? What if we truly can bend the laws of physical reality? What if we can end limitation? What if weird were the coolest thing you could be? And what if it's time for a totally different reality? Are you ready to create it? Are you ready to dream as big as you dare? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything in my life changed for me. This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Gandhi, Galileo, and Aristotle all knew to be true. It's not about the answer. 
It's about being the question, always. It's about truly being you, whatever that looks like, and changing this world. Is now the time? Start by signing up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. That's beingyouclass.com. What if you are the gift and the change this world requires? Beingyouclass.com. You are listening to Transformation Talk Radio, the home of some of the world's most inspiring talk radio hosts. Please stay tuned at the top of the hour. We will be bringing you another amazing, educational, and inspiring show to get you on the path to transforming your life. For more information about us, please visit our website, www.transformationtalkradio.com. That's www.transformationtalkradio.com. 